Yeah. Okay, just wait. Let me just play on this and we'll start. Alright, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. A little bit different at the moment. Uh, we're at my house. It's a bit unusual. Chris has come out from Bankstown or wherever he was having a day out, playing in the tab, golf day, unusual. Uh, but Coey's here, Tommy's here. We're going to recap a bit of spring and we had to play on with a bit of animo there, which is obviously one of the greats winning the Cox Plate and would love to see it do something overseas, but I'm not sure. Chris, how was your drive back from the out west, mate? It was actually seamless. It's a good little city to drive around Sydney when there's no traffic. It was great. How was golf? Golf was good on a Monday, getting paid to play golf. Pretty much like a PGA member, aren't I? Like, or live <laughs> golf or something. I'm a professional golfer today. It was great. Live golf is coming to Adelaide, I hear. If you yeah. have a- I heard that today. I'll go. You'd go to Adelaide? Yeah, I think so. A little road trip. Something, Why not? Something to do. What, you're driving? Oh, I'll fly <laughs> you down. You said road trip. I'll fly down, yeah, watch yeah. the golf, get pissed, come home. Yeah, well, so fly over. Yeah. Fly over. So yeah, a flying fly, fly trip. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A away, trip. away game. <laughs> Tommy, how are you? You had a bit of, a bit of fun down at the Hunter on the weekend. Pumping there, we saw. Yeah, it was good. Uh, DJ going after the last and, um, yeah, a bit of a big weekend. I don't have too many of them these days and two-day hangover, I really felt it driving back on Sunday, but uh, that was good. A good weekend. Newcastle got around it and... Um, good to see some good tracks, some the sun's out and getting some um, unusual winners. Any collects? No, nah, not really. Oh, but we, Coe and I both found Valana, oh, yeah. which was good. But um, yeah, gave most of it back. Nash got in trouble for that? He did, didn't he? Yeah, I, I think he got in trouble for a few things, Nash. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. He must love him. <laughs> Just oh. keeping him in business, the stewards. He is a, he is a class, isn't he? Um what was the other one that I found pretty good? Uh, yeah, Drew okay. Frankel was pretty good. That was good, but you were a bit keen on Waihaha Falls, and we just mentioned Cole Crusher before I started. I, I always put out a thing, best of the day, the bloke that runs Pokey Wins, Blake, he sent me Cole Crusher. I'm like, I'm not doing it. It's Glind. I'm not getting Glind. Whatever he goes, I've told you. Send me it maybe three more times to get on. Can what I is, ask what, what is, Pokey Wins is? The Instagram... Page that shared like pokey wins or whatever. You're Big page. And you ended up getting glinned anyway. I know. I got yeah. so I got glinned. The glin had oh, fucking hell. Glin had one ride. Twenties. Cole Crusher's a good horse, and you say you like it sometimes, right? Cole Crusher. Yeah, I always thought it's a wet tracker, but Joe Pride's killing it at the moment. Fuck. Beach balls, Joe Pride. Why half falls? How, can we send him a horse somehow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Let's get a horse and go with him. Um, Waihaha Falls comes second. There's a lot of chat online a bit about Mr. Brad Davidson. Um, do you want to explain what no, Brad's not really. like, Coey? I'm ready you... to pull up stumps and just well, flap at this. So he's oh yeah. So I'm someone pretty... tell me what's going. on. I have no idea what you're talking about. No, so he's um, he's put a thing out on Twitter saying that um, the too many horses with a higher rating handicap that haven't done anything in a while where. A horse on the upside like Waihaha Falls is uh, the form horse at the moment should be getting in, despite it having a low rating. But there were four That's Group 1 winners, yeah, and a lot of people went to bat um, for the handicapper and saying that... That's just not how the system no, works. No. Well, we're coming from a handicapper. Well, like, so it's a lightly raced horse. If he'd if it had beaten horses with a high rating or raced more, it would have a high rating. Exactly. Why that, would you get rewarded for not... And that was the point that was made. And there was a couple of horses like Skylab that 
uh, ran fresh on their home track who hadn't had a run in a while and actually ran really well. And um, they've obviously targeted out and they've they've known their ratings good enough for a while. And I think it was an extra extra runner this year and the rating, I think it, you had to be a benchmark 86 last year where you had to be a benchmark 94 or something similar. Brutality was an emergency both years despite having a better rating this year and so it's a stronger race, yeah. Yeah, Which and then um, Will Friedman tagged him in. A, I think there was a handicapper job available and <laughs> tagged Davo yeah. as well. But <laughs> that da- was funny. Da- yeah, Davo's taking it all in good nature as well. And I can understand where he's coming from. You want to see yeah, yeah, the good sure. horses yeah. in. But he got found out in the next race as well with some, um, some horses getting back on good tracks mm. that um running really well. Well, they also, on that point, they did the whole kind of round the neck, change your make it up as you go along, getting a few horses into the Golden Eagle mm. and yeah. boosting their ratings up Graham because they Beg wanted those in, horses in. Graham yeah. Beg was in the receiving end of that, so wasn't like, he? Yeah, so just consistency, he I think, is what anyone wants, is just consistency across exactly. the board. But, yeah. I kind of like it about Davo, that he's not scared to sort of put that out. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? Sure, like, yeah. You might disagree completely with him, but at least he has the nuts to sort of get conversations ticking yeah, over yeah, and yeah, that sort of gear. Yeah, it starts the conversation, which is good. Because no one else seems to. Not a lot, especially sky-wise. Not, you're not getting much... Chat back from it. Dave has very always been pretty opinionated. There's, oh, no, too there's, much. there's plenty of opinions on Twitter though. If you yeah, <laughs> too, too many on Twitter, not enough on the broadcasts. What do we um? What did you make of Mr. Peter Moody? Did you hear Moody's thing on Blake McDougall? I did. Yeah. Cool. So I don't need to play it. I'm sure everyone's bloody heard it. But this is um, this this sort of thing. If you're in ownership with a horse, you're going to get a voice memo of generally how it's going and stuff. And if you're going to put shit on someone, which we've heard him in the past, I think um, the guy in Queensland, Will Holbert, Holbert yep. he did it. I heard one in Perth, Patemans or whatever. If you're going to put shit on someone, be really careful because they're going to share it. Like if, if someone puts shit on something, as if we're not going to share it amongst us boys. Yeah. Moody comes out and says, oh, well, that person is not part of Peter Moody Racing. Blake still will be. I don't think you can be blaming the bloody part of the ownership group you're going to be putting shit on how does that make sense it's a weird one like horse trainers have plenty of excuses they can use to give to their owners and at, at the end of the day if the guy hasn't ridden to your instructions you're the boss yeah. that's your fault you haven't communicated what you wanted or you've you've put up with that you know to for him to not deliver on what you're asking from him so who's a buck stop with like yeah I don't think you can just get stuck into him I'm I'm not big on that. And I, I, publicly, no. That's the that's the problem. Like, if you're like some of the other trainers, you're going to get stuck in the jocks anyway. Like your hawks, you hear the stories of them and stuff. Fine, but not these little voice recordings. And then bag like get stuck into the guy. Anyway, the horse is not even with him anymore. It's gone to Kieran Maher and Dave Eustace, which is pretty funny. Um, is that why? Well, he said that on the on his tweet that uh, that client will no longer be with us. <laughs> so. I don't know if if as you guys are saying, if he's given him the bake after the race and said, "I told you to do this, I told you to do that," then fine, play on. But you've sent it to the owners, and mm. you can't owners share this. I know, like I get I get friends messages from trainers. I yeah. send I send you guys like things from horses I've heard as well about runners that are going to run all right. So like you can't blame them for sharing, but. I heard Dean Lester say on radio this morning, if he did it in the yard afterwards, and even if other people heard him giving fine, a bait, that's fine. It's, it's a third party. So, like, it, yeah, it's it's fine. But credit to Moods, he's come out as soon as it's gotten out and he's yeah. apologised. He said he went to Blake first and he's apologised and he'll still ride for him. So, yeah, I think I think he realised he's been a bit dumb, but play on. And we, you certainly don't want to stop people showing emotion and, like, yeah. telling you, telling what they really think because that's... 
the exciting part he, of it. He gives a shit, but at the same time, there's different ways to show yeah, you give a sure. shit, right? 100%. All right, one of the main ones we used to talk, we used came on uh, Animo. So, Chris, you sort of have been on and off in podcasts a couple of years. You sort of came on board this year or this spring to talk a bit of Melbourne racing. Um, we spoke originally about uh, whether if Animo went on to win, we'd want it to keep winning, right? And you were pretty keen on Alligator Blood in the... What race was it? Might and Power? Am I right? Yeah. When Alligator Blood won? So you liked that, and I was surprised. Right? I wasn't really... You, you took the eight bucks. You even made it your best of the day. So hats off to you. Bloody good win and bloody good ride, Tim Clark, in my opinion. Um, but what did, what did we make of Animo? So he's... Talk to me. Horse of the Spring for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, to come out and win those couple of group ones, um, doing it Sydney and then the two big ones in Melbourne... Don't think the fact that he got beat in the on Champions Day uh, takes away from from it mm-hmm. from from his spring. I think it was the, the he was the horse of the spring for mine for sure. Tommy, yeah, um, a horse to win Group Ones at two, three, and four year old mm. like it's a sustained effort, and they're talking it could even go he could even go overseas and stand overseas and be a real big probably one of Godolphin's best horses that they've had here. And it's a it's a big credit to the team there because they they're still producing, seeing what in secret and a few others uh, of theirs have done since Vin Cox has come aboard and I think they're just going strength strength to strength and I think Animo will go down as uh they're one of their best Australian horses. You give Coe you give I'm Thunderstruck a bit of hard luck throughout the spring. I think it was due a win, deserved a win in my opinion. I totally agree. I mean. <laughs> But at the end of the day, when you're, you're up coming, against Animo, yeah. you're up against Animo, you're up against Alligator Blood, who's absolutely found Lucky. a leg since, you know, getting that approval of changing ownership mm-hmm. and everything else. And you're coming against Zaki, like, it's, it is tough. But going back to Animo, I was speaking to Tommy about this, I reckon, or well, before it ran in it on Champions Day. I don't know when the last time a horse, have, if ever, won five group ones in one preparation. It's pretty cool, right? Like, it, let alone four, right? So yeah. it won four up into that point. And I re- think that is a one of a kind as it is. Yeah. Like, you usually have a lead-up run of, like, a group three, group two, then yeah. maybe run a string of group ones. Like, Winx did that. But I don't know what the last horse, who the last horse was to even win four in a row mm. in one preparation, let alone go for a fifth. So yeah, I, We looked it up. I think Caviar might have done four. Or there might have been like a couple of weeks in between that weren't sure if it had spelled then or not. Yeah, but it, it like we couldn't think yeah. of anyone else. So. It legitimately, it Sick. is. It's pretty crazy looking at the horse and how it's like. Usually, if it was with anyone else, right outside of Godolphin, this horse would have been retired last season. It wouldn't have gone on to run four. It's mm. unbelievable that we've seen him run through a four-year-old spring win four group ones, and then there's talks of it going... I'm thinking Queen Elizabeth Stakes will be its grand final. I think it might be, and then maybe, or in Australia at least, and then maybe go overseas, stand, whatever. It'll be a shuttle stallion for well, years you, to come. You can't imagine a, it winning a Queen Elizabeth would add to its no, value it? now as a stallion. Yeah. It well, would... I think net, it's already any, hit net. Yeah, like, any group one in Australia now, it's just a hat on a hat sort of thing. Then again, is if incentivise comes back and and it's that Queen That's Elizabeth, plan, it yeah. could be a it could, some of those those other ones. What's the um, other 
thing that's at Wallers that ran on well in the Cox Plate. If it goes to the Queen Elizabeth, the, the yeah. Queen Elizabeth could yeah, be a really yeah. strong race. So maybe it does, but I'm with you. Like yeah. nothing else to prove at all. But as Coey said, if it shuttles and proves itself on the world stage, then you're looking yeah, at yeah. all right. Now we've got a shuttle stadium we can take around and really make some money with. And with I'm Thunderstruck, I think it's a good it highlights racing patterns and mm. yeah okay unlucky and you say deserved to win but why went no, back went, went back yeah. and was tried to be a backmarking flea in these big races you can't <laughs> do it you look at alligator blood did the exact opposite and got itself a couple of results like you, you who's a better horse who would you rather have I'd say probably on Thunderstruck he's a better horse but just look at the way they're ridden and the way their tactics and the way they, they're trained even like like at the end of the day like it you could say, make the same case with Mwanga right He's been going through the same contest, essentially, as all three of these names. And its last run was super unlucky. But, but at the same time, it, it needs luck in running. And that's just all it comes down to. And in saying that, it, it really showcases um, our top talent this year in the weight for age ranks. We're really good. Like, we've seen a couple of easy beats the last few years yeah. and just sort of take them out. But... Um, we got different winners in different races and even Animo getting beaten yep. then. But also seeing Alligator Blood and Zaki go away from each other, it shows how good they are because yeah. they're not fighting for the lead and setting it up for a back marker as well. So as you're saying, racing patterns. But getting different winners where yeah. we're going and just showing the talent all around. And I've got the uh, the futures markets for the Queen Elizabeth and you look at this, this field is outrageous. Like, obviously... <sighs> You're looking at it, but Animo, Zaki, El Bodegon, Hitotsu. We've got Hitotsu. Hitotsu, yeah. Um, I'm Thunderstruck, Incentivize. I don't know too much about it. Alan Kerr, uh, Doville Legend, Gold Trip, <laughs> like Mwanga, the likes. Like, this thing wow. is absolutely stacked. This, like, this is Group 1, one of the biggest Group 1 fields I've seen in a long time. Yeah, that's... Like, if that holds Kerr, up. Half to Wayne? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, yeah, like this is mouth-watering stuff and it's weird that we're already looking into something that's literally a grand final in the autumn, yeah. but if Animo stays up, shit, it's going to be red hot. There was chat about Animo coming back and running 1300 first up in autumn, right? And what was the what was the race there? I've got it in front of me. Uh, the Canterbury Stakes in yep. March is the likely comeback for Animo, so it's good stuff. It's, it's that's, good stuff. That's proper, like... And obviously, it doesn't need to prove anything. No. But if Once again, it'll probably go Canterbury Stakes. It'll go three weeks into the, maybe a slipper meeting or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. It might run yeah. into the Ramford or something like that. Yeah. And then go into a QE and you just go, and job done. <laughs> How good. You know what's even better than that is the over on 0.5 dad jokes from Tommy has cashed already on this podcast. <laughs> 0.5. How dare you? Yeah. That was real low. I think it, I mean, that would have been paying a dollar four. Yeah. If, if you're lucky. <laughs> Cashes. I think you marginally set that up as a seven and a half. Um, I'll take the overs. <laughs> let's, get, let's go to a bit of Sydney stuff. I'm going to go to Everest Day and uh, you boys were working. Coey, you and I went out there and... Oh, God, looking at race six, just Sydney Stakes, just quietly. Rocketing by in the Congo, we own a smart one. My auntie uh, won, how much did I say? Whatever the trifecta was, she got it. And back rocketing by at $71. So she's like more of a $2, $3 mystery sort of thing. And then she sent me a message saying, I think it must have been five, five grand or 10 grand. And she goes, wasn't a mystery. And I backed rocketing by. So you can just imagine, imagine how I'm feeling. Um, Everest, though. Everest was really cool. Uh, obviously, 
we were all out there. Giga Kick gets the chocolates. Clayton Douglas, really good story in itself. Um, only been training for a couple of years and a jumps jockey and whatnot. Coey, when you were standing next to the Giga Kick camp, and we were giving it none. Like the guy next to me, your remember, mum was have, giving it some. Yeah, my mum. My mum <laughs> said, you know, fucking put ten bucks on it for me. That anyway. So the bloke next to me Chops must have hand, been mum. must have been ownership group or something. He's like, go Giga Kick on my hog. Good luck, mate. Got no hope. Uh, wins and Willow, who is in my bad books the rest of my life with. Barkley Square, which cost would have been my biggest collector of all time. It's his fault. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's his fault. It comes out and just wins on it next start too. And anyway, don't get me started on it. Um, so Giga Kick wins. Private Eye, Coey, you gave it a lot of love to another Joe Pride runner and another star. Marzu ran well. Nature Strip, what do we make in Nature Strip? And even Jackano's there. Jackano won the Golden Rose ridiculously from out wide and ran pretty well. So... Tommy, give me some Giga Kick thoughts. Is it flattering? It still did it right, but is he? Is it really up there with Nature Strip and that? Yeah, I think we'll, I reckon we'll see Giga Kick in those big races for a while now. Looking at its run, it wasn't that bad in the um, Champion Sprint in yep. the Sprint either. So uh, uh, yeah, I thought I th- I thought it was huge, and um, I think it only improved. Yeah, he won it as a, technically he was still a two year old. Mm-hmm. He didn't oh, yeah, turn that's three right. till the next week, so. Um, no, it was a great story, and um, everyone was keen on Nature Strip, and I just think the race wasn't really run to suit, but Nature Strip still looked like it was going to win, and then, um, yeah, some swoopers late really took advantage, but you got to beware of the unbeaten horse, and mm. to go from um, not being able to be sold at Hong Kong because right. its maiden win wasn't good enough to <laughs> yeah. winning an Everest in three starts is ridiculous, and... I've got, a two, I've got a two-part question. Mm. So, one part... First question is, is Private Eye the most versatile horse we've seen this spring? And the second question is, in secret, I guess, going back to Godolphin, um, we saw it absolutely pants her rivals the following start after the Everest. How would you boys see this figuring out? If, if she you, were if in it, secret ran. Yeah, if she ran, I think she's hands down the best three year old probably this season. Somebody, in terms of the sprinters side of things. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's pretty much the two questions I got for the floor off the back of the Everest. If someone had backed her at fifties for the Everest, <laughs> I would have loved to see it. <laughs> Only other um versatile horse I could think of is Animo. Yeah. But they're the two that that's the conversation for the versatility wise from the spring for like it's pretty remarkable though thinking that Private Eye is like second in Everest and then go like and but like in in comparison the big picture stuff like you said Animo in terms of versatility Animo is like up here for me right yeah yeah, yeah. and we're pretty happily conti- pretty, we're pretty content to say it's a it, conversation yeah, yeah like it's pretty remarkable I think yeah unbelievable what do you make of Eduardo so we needed Eduardo for a good <laughs> just to run a place for a good collecting we in the little thing we did um what do we make of him so he's He's a bit old now, which doesn't. We're not. I'm not bagging age here, but he hasn't been himself this spring. Are there excuses? He won the, one good. He had the, won the. What did he win? Shorts or something? Yeah, it? maybe the shorts. Yeah, yeah, but there were excuses in the Everest that I think he pulled up lame, and he, he a bit of gear wasn't on right or something as well. So, um, and he's lightly raced for a nine year old too. So mm. I don't think he was broken in until he was four. five, maybe. Yeah, even? yeah four, four five. Yeah. So. All this conversation to me just comes back to adaptability. Like Eddie is the kind of horse that ha- he he makes his own luck. He goes to the front, right? And 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 I love that. And they're the kind of horses I personally look for. Mm. 
Nature Strip to me in the Everest was an arrogant ride and asked the horse to do too much. I'm sure we'll talk about J-Mac at some point, mm. but that I don't think was one of his better ones. To win, to be successful consistently at the top level, like Animo has this spring, you've got to be adaptable. You've got to be able to, to regardless of pattern, regardless of track, you've got to be able to make your own luck and get to the right position and where you want to be and and then still finish it off. You can't just... You, these one-dimensional horses, like Ed, Eddie's... He's, I love Eddie. He's, he's been one of mine, but he's one-dimensional, right? Like, he's mm. a speed guy. He goes to the front. If he gets too much pressure or he doesn't get things his own way, he, that's when he's not successful. Yeah. Um, a nature strip in the race was enormous, right? It was pretty much the run of the race. To hang on for fourth was pretty good. Uh, speaking of J-Mac, um, J-Mac not running at the Gong this weekend, off to Hong Kong. They no longer have the 10 o'clock flight to Hong Kong anymore, so he's scrapped Campbell LaGrange, funny that, and <laughs> heading to heading to Hong Kong, which is um, a cracker, but what do we make of J-Mac then? We all Finally, know that J-Mac versus Zach, like I wanted. Well, we all, yeah, that's going to be a cracker. Well, we all know J-Mac's one of the greats and the best and whatever. Yes, he's getting a lot of good rides, so it must be nice to be, um, what's, his, what's his manager's name? Guess he yeah, must be nice, um, but what do we make of him? Like he's he just he losing on Nature Strip there. He doesn't care. You know, it's an amazing run or whatever. Gone on had a pretty good Flemington Carnival, pretty good. Whatever. Didn't even have a um, Melbourne Cup ride, unfortunately. Back to loft. He had one. Yeah. What do we? Got yeah, got scratched. <laughs> um, but what do you make of J Mac this spring, mate? Any better? Has he stepped it up at all? Oh yeah, red he's, hot. He's pretty good. <laughs> is is he only just thirty or? Is he even 30 yet? He's a new dad, I new know that. Dad. Um, and he's already at, what, 74 Group 1 wins? It's just ridiculous. So Right to his 50, he's 30, yep. Yeah, so um, Ollie, I think's 54 and he's at 130. So I think McDonald and he's second all-time or something. So I think McDonald's just going to go way past. Yeah. He's had two years off to McDonald and... <laughs> yeah, we remember that. Yeah, it's, it's just ridiculous if you think bit. about it. Love if a holiday. Love fit. a two-year holiday. Yeah. If if he stays fit, like, who knows where he's going to end up? The three best in the world at the moment are J Mac, Zach, and Ryan Moore. Like Zach had a cracker on the weekend too. Was it on the week on Glenn? Sunday or whatever it like was? He's, he's Saturday, <laughs> I think. Yeah, Glenn so cool. But Glenn. James is like he was always. He's been good. He's been he's been like a dynamo for years. But now he's like literally, he's cemented that he's in the conversation. He's one of the best, if not the best, jockey in the world. And yeah, we we talk about it on this podcast when he wins on an eleven dollar shot. It's <laughs> it's so you annoying. Kick yourself, you go you fuck. Kick what? Exactly. What was the one? The one at Flemington. Yeah, on on Champions Day, the last last race. Yeah. I've got one at Rose Hill, Rose Hill as well. Oh. Rose Hill, he's riding on Comrade Rosa at tens at the moment, and I'm just like, do I back it? Yeah, just for the name, <laughs> name punting. Um, you're gonna get your wish, bit of bit of Zach Burton. Yeah. What do you reckon? Who gets the chockies? Zach, because it's his home. Because it's his home too. If they come here, then James would. Well, um, what too? What? Uh, when he? Who did he pick? He chose Animo over Zaki. Am I correct on that? Because he, he normally rides Zaki or whatever. Um, Zaki was a cracker as well. At least well, Zaki th- got its win. I think the thing was Zaki was going to run in Melbourne more. Yeah. And they wanted a, a jockey that could commit the whole carnival, which Jamie could. She goes all right, oh Jamie. She's uh, she's doing not good. a bad replacement. Probably a quiet spring 
from her standards, really. Well, she, she missed last spring. She, yeah, she yeah, did. Yeah, right. Yeah, she did too. So, I don't know. Like, I, I, Not to say that she was getting less rides. Yeah. But, but, but at that stage, she was clearly the best in Melbourne. Oh, she and was. And at the moment, yeah. she's probably, like, she's still one of the top, but she, she's not clearly the best. Like, it's a conversation in Melbourne at the moment. I can't remember the stat, but I did see one on Twitter about the Sydney jockeys going down for rides, and I think they won 70% of the... Of the big races down there, including McDonald Berry, and is that right? Yeah, like um, they they did really well. I think Jamie got Cool and Gatter as well. Yeah, that's right. He's she did that so fifty kilos. There was a couple, right. but um, I'm sure it we talked about that, didn't we? Vice versa, Cool and Gatter lead. What's yeah, going no, on? No, Remember no, that? No, we were all no, freaked no. out. Yeah. It can lead. Once again, though, fun, funny thing is, I just opened up the Metro Victorian Jockey Premiership. Jamie Carr's on top. Right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but. But then you look down the list, fourth place is J-Mac. That's hilarious. Like, even it's last year, remember? Yeah. Crazy, yeah. He's got, so, Jamie's got 28 wins next to, his, uh, next to her name, and then you've got J-Mac on 15 wins. You go, holy shit. He's only been there for, what, four or five weeks? Opposed to, what are we now, November? So, four months, almost coming up to. And <laughs> it's quite incredible. It's true. All right, Coe, you got some uh, trivia for us? Well, I don't have trivia, but Tommy... Off camera, asked me. He wants to guess the top ten current hoops in the nation, and I want to help him. Yeah. Ranked, yeah, top one, top ten. So just in is, terms of wins, so yeah, like, just, just oh, not metro, but just all wins all, yeah, yeah. of all time. No, 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 no this no. season. Oh, good. Okay, <laughs> fucking hell. Come on, mate. Serious? Darren Bedwin will be going up there. <laughs> yeah. You got fucking RT, Greg uh, Ryan, RNT, <laughs> RNT, one of the greats. Um, Tommy, okay. yeah, the floor is yours. Uh, James McDonald. Number one. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving me a long turn. No, uh, uh, normally it's Buckley or someone, mm. isn't it? Or mm. like a, a Perth jockey that rides a few spots. So, no, I'm, I'm, um, Black McDougall's got to be top ten. Blake is top ten. He is number five. Wow. On 40, 42 victories. Wow. Zach's yeah. guess. Ooh. Um, Blake Shin. No. I can tell you how the form, I don't know. He's not <laughs> He's been running right. Uh he hasn't been around for very long this season. Zach. Fuck, we're doing very poorly. Give me some uh, Tommy. Berry. Tommy Berry, negative. Fuck. Chris. I will give you second to fourth is Queenslanders. Oh, oh okay. I see I don't bet in Queensland. Done. So I'm uh Jim Byrne. No. Ben Thompson. Ben Thompson, number three. Ooh, ben Thompson's a good one. Got Queensland jocks. Uh, so we've got uh, first, are we Metro jocks. Uh, yeah, or well, straight white. Yeah, but I mean, the other two Queenslanders are Metro jocks. Oh, okay. In the top five, so to speak. Jamie Carr would be in the top ten. Yes, correct. She is number six. Well done, man. I was just going to leave that one. Uh, Sam Collett. Samantha no. Collett is not yeah. on the list. Uh, Steph the Thornton. That, Steph Thornton. <laughs> Steph Thornton is not on the list. Is there a female jockey flying. on there in the Queensland? Uh, I'm just checking. No, they're all males. Matt Carl? No. Can you stop? I'm just trying to think of Queensland. You're out. You don't get... Like, I reckon it's genuinely... If you thought about it for fucking 10 seconds, you'd probably get it. He's the leading Queensland jockey right now. Oh, I know. Pug. Ryan Maloney? Ryan Maloney is number four. Yeah, I see. Thank you, mate. <laughs> there is he, who is the other one that the was? recognition is do, there a WA jockey in do the, the Queenslanders count as two because they've got two heads <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
I'm just counting. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Negative. Is Chris Parnham the top WA jockey? Chris Parnham is not even on my list. Okay. Who's the top WA jockey? Uh, I've got Natasha Faithful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Tash. Old Faithful. Old Tash. Can you give me something? Someone give to the other Queensland. The gymnast from Queensland? Oh, oh, yeah, Jimmy Orman. Yeah. Okay. Jimmy Orman, number two. I wouldn't have picked that. So we've got got J-Mac, Jimmy Orman, Ben Thompson, Ryan Maloney, and Blake, and Jamie. Yep. You will not get number seven. I could probably Probably, give me the venues. Yeah, state. Rockhampton, far Just, north Queensland. Not Justin Stanley. No, but I guess close enough. I, I do not bet in Queensland. So well, I, I do not believe you. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I fucking hate it. Queensland racing. Chris Whiteley. No. Nozzy. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, Ben Looker. I was uh, about, the hint was going to be where we, we work Is with Bucko? one of the talent. No, Bucko's not, surprisingly. Dylan's higher than him. Nice, Dylan. Good on Dylan. Zach Lloyd. No. The, right, so the it, so we'll, 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 we'll stop this. But the the other three that were remaining. So we got Ryan Wiggins at seven. Yeah, oh, we go. Jamie Mott at number nine. Would not oh. have picked. And a great get Anna Roper at number ten. Uh, Anna Roper killing it. Yeah, absolutely doing well. flying. You said no female. Well, you said all from male. Queensland. Howie. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well done. That was that was good stuff. Nailed that. I don't think many people would get that list. No. And out of the top ten, uh, J Mac has earned nineteen million dollars. Who's the uh, top? What's South next? Australian what's next jockey? after that? <laughs> Jamie <laughs> Carr on seven and a half. Yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty insane, isn't it? Yeah. Top South Australian jockey. Fuck off. Do <laughs> <laughs> Move on. Gat. Oh, Vorster. Vorster. Bad in Vorster. Um, what about? <laughs> looking it up. What? Siggy Carr, top Tassie. <laughs> Siggy Carr. What's the GGs? GGs? Yeah, Is that GG, the ones yeah. in Tassie? Yeah. Um, what about some. Who won the Oaks? She's Extreme? Yep. Crack and Ride. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people were balls deep saying, bet, bet, bet. One of the great bets. Tommy wrote it a peach. Our friend Alex can't remember his exact quote, but he said, he pretty much said what would happen, right? He just yep. said it's immoral, pretty much. Yeah, but he's like, he. He's Gun like, run, they'll go slow. Yeah, he said the Friedman one would lead the whole. The whole race, and uh, she's extreme. Would sit on the back of her, wait for a moment, and took it, and she did. She's a gun. She's gonna. Tom, she's Tommy should just man. slipstream behind Pavitra the whole race, then release the shackles at the three hundred. It was ridden by the Dark Prince last start, and almost won a Group One. She's flying. So the Dark Prince is, is Glyn. This because prize money's so good. Is that why they go so slow in like staying medium, middle distance to staying races now? Like maybe everyone's just happy to run for second. It's turning to harness racing, like. Give me some fast fucking tempos on yeah. the, on the staying races. Yeah, I'm with you. What do we do if we say Squiddy Spirit? Bring Squiddy Spirit back to every cleaner. Can we? Can we? I was going to mention this already, Squiddy Spirit, and you have a cracking story on Squiddy Spirit. If anyone doesn't remember, it's can't remember the year. What are we? It must be 2017, yeah. maybe. So the story is. Well, to be honest, Chris probably knows a fair bit more about this story, having been on. Um, but Brenton wrote it. Went to the front, led the whole way at hundreds, two hundreds, whatever the fuck it paid up there. Triple figures. I'm assuming under the instruction to just go to the front and see what happens, see how your horse goes. But tell so, me, tell me about this horse. Tell me why you backed it, why you liked it. Third in a where you found it, before. and you're like all of a sudden thought you were onto something. I remember cracking story. I remember the post race interview, and the, they asked him what his instructions were, um, and he goes. Um, 
they, he was told the horse will stay all day, and that's all they said. It's like the horse, this horse will stay all day. Like, okay, she will get the distance, kind of thing. So it wins, but the weeks leading up to that. Mm. So we back to I've I got to be careful telling this story because I wasn't actually allowed to gamble. You at weren't the, at the you, time. You were just so betting obviously, for someone else. Obviously, I didn't bet no, on it. I just no. tipped it to every, everyone yeah, I know. That's what I meant. Um, we and some mates who watched racing very closely at the time <laughs> watched the race beforehand. It's it start beforehand. It was at Kemba, and it went to go forward. Uh, got caught three wide, like on a fast tempo, then sucked back, and then got asked to go again, and then. Like this muddling tempo that ended up being really quick, and then it got it was three wide with no cover the whole time, and then everything else on speed just fell away, and it hung on with these backmarking fleas f- falling over the line. It hung on for fourth, beat all the other horses that were like older horses. It was a three year old against the older horses. It was a class one maiden plate, like it was a nothing race at Kembla, and it um, I think it came fourth, and. But everything else on the speed was hundreds of meters away, right. and I was like, "This horse." We and we found it, and we're like, "This horse has had the worst run you've ever seen." Like, and then we've literally looked up like noms, and it's like, "Oh, it's in the Oaks. Oh, it's 150 to one. Like, it'll get the distance easy." And like, we were half joking. Yeah. And then I remember Melbourne Cup Day. We we're at a work function, and and someone had a like we had to collect, so everyone was just backing it at the day on the Tuesday, and then I was tipping it to everyone all week. And then sitting there watching it. Uh, so who have you? Who is who's jumped on? Your your folks, your friends. Yeah, yeah my brother, my dad, uh, my mum. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is so good. Yeah, cat. <laughs> yeah, cat. Was it a good Chrissy present coming your way, or what? Yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. there must have been something. I I got uh, some slings. Yeah, yeah. 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 So Excellent. come so come race day. So come race day. I'm sitting in. Uh, I'm work. off the, at work. Yeah, in the office that I, where I wasn't allowed to be. I wasn't gambling at the time. Yeah, and with the head lawyer from the company was actually <laughs> oh good. Came, Careful with all the he, words. He came round to watch the race in our office. Yeah, and he goes, "Oh boys, what do you what do you like here?" And I go, "Oh, uh, Squeeze Spirit." And he goes, "What? Never heard of it." I go, "Oh yeah, it's the one at the bottom there." And he looks at me, gives me this like quizzical look. I go, "Yeah, mate, she'll stay all day." <laughs> And then, and then, goes to the front, and even like going down the, the the like the first turn and into the back straight, and she kicks clear by like ten, fifteen mm. lengths, and I'm, and you're kind of like, oh, you know, how good you be? At least we're going to get a laugh out of it. Kicking your mates under the table. Yeah, Yankee Rose was the yeah. favourite and was was last, and then they go around they, as they come around the bend, and I think it was like Eleonora or another horse, like who was kind of second starts kind of getting off the bit and trying to chase. And I'm just, my leg just started to like shake. <laughs> and I'm just going, I'm looking at the squeeze spirit, looking at the, the pack chasing it. I'm like, they're, they're off the bit. Yeah. They're, they're, no one's making any ground. And then he gets to the 200 and, and I was like, my leg was uncontrollable <laughs> hitting the desk, like full on grabbing the bloke next to me. Like <laughs> the lawyer was standing there looking at us like we were like, what is, what is going <laughs> on here? What has just happened? And then just yeah, the ups. the hundred meter the last hundred meters was like it was probably measured. I don't know what it was. The sectional it was probably measured at fourteen given the yeah. tempo, but it went for time stood still. It was the best fourteen seconds of my life. I I was on track that day because uh, Sprite ran in the next yeah, race, I, and I backed Sprite that day as well. The Sprite was the only favorite that won, and she was a drifting favorite to six dollars and. All day, I think there were four or five horses under three dollars, and Yankee Rose was a dollar forty all week, 
and then drifted to a dollar ninety before the race. And I just we went and had a look at her and people around her, and there was just that vibe that David Van Dyke was really nervous and yep. just something wasn't there. And we went into the yard and we're in line where Brenton does the bow and everything, and it was it was a good vibe there, but. We went into after Sprite won the next race. We went into the owners' room and the cooks and all the owners of Squirty Spirit were still there. And normally, yeah, why not? Normally, like they get asked to move on for the next owners, and they were like, "Oh, do you mind if we stay?" And we're like, "Yeah, like I'm you guys are having fun yeah. and yeah. all that." So yeah, we had a couple of drinks with them in the owners' room after, and it was yeah, it was just incredible. It was just one of those days on track you always remember because Brenton's just. That bow. Oh, I watched. And he copped up, the fine. He was sweet with those best thousand dollars I've ever had. I ended up watching the race every Oaks Day. This Oaks Day, I reckon I watched it four times. So. Put it on. Get goosebumps to Two hundred out. Stand by for the bow. I did his legs going out. I, I remember it felt like he was bowing me because I was in line with it. By four lengths too. Dude, it's not like it didn't fall in. I just want to give context to the Squiddy Spirit, right? So yeah. it is the only win it's had to date. <laughs> yeah, right. Noir. Never won another never race. Never won another race. It came second behind yeah. Wings. Behind Wings, the yeah. The next preparation. But this preparation for the Yokes, right, it was a deep prep. Like, I mean, like a deep week prep, if you've ever seen mm. it. So it, it started in the listed Rosebud, came sixth in, on August 6th. That's the first run. Then it went into a Kem- Kembla Maiden 1400, came fifth on August 20. Then went to Hawkesbury three-year-old Maiden Plate, came third. Then went to the Gloaming, which is the perfect you know setup for a Derby or a... Sorry, yeah, a Derby Oaks, or an yeah. Oaks. Uh, that was its fourth run. Then it goes to Hawkesbury again, comes second in a Maiden Plate. That's five runs. <laughs> then it goes to Kempler Grange, that run that's you were talking Kempler about. Run, yeah. 2,400 metres, comes fourth. That's its sixth run. And then the following run is the Oaks. So it had seven runs to get to, get to the... Yeah. It's funny because, and this shows how much of an idiot I am, when people ask me, oh, well, why can't... What, what do you mean? Yankee Rose is like unbackable favourite in this Oaks. And I was like, oh, no, nah, she's had a really hard prep. Like, I don't think we'll see her best in this Oaks. Like, it's had a hard prep too. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. It's but good stuff. Remarkable story, really. It is a cracking story. and Got a um, first foal. Yeah. Racing, really? racing soon, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, it is a cracking story. Whenever you're back in something at hundreds, um, it's uh, it's really good. I think it actually ran La Squirty something. It might have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did it? I think I think so. it might have won. It won the other day uh, in yeah, Queensland. Yeah, I remember hearing La Squirty something run. It's good. It's good when you can have these sort of wins. There's a... It must have been the beginning of the year, and I was talking to Joycey. I think I've told you boys this that I want. There was two Mashani horses in the race, and he said, "Get on this Mashani race and put a hundred." Tell on me it. you back the wrong one. The wrong one, right? So I have a hundred oh, on this you thing. Did. Yeah, hundred on this thing on the tote too. So you know when you look at like tab app, you're not it doesn't have to yeah, say yeah. the name; it just says a number. Anyway, he's told me to back this thing at like three, four dollars or whatever. Fuck, it didn't win. I'm like furious. This other thing comes in at seventy four dollars. And I've just gone, fuck, whatever. And then I checked my tab up. I went, oh my God. So the funny thing is, right, my very oh. first day I ever did that great tip off, you know that thing? Yeah. Very first day I'd ever done it. So, <laughs> and you're at the top. And you know what? I just fucked around with it. I didn't didn't even know what it was. I just put in some things, put in the wrong ones, put in the Mashani, whatever. Anyway, I've gone to like the top and all of a sudden <laughs> I've, got, I've got these emails coming in asking to buy my tips. 
I'm like, this is, just, this is a stitch up, right? So anyway, I didn't, didn't really do too much. Surely you just sold the end, of, the, <laughs> the end of the month, I get a phone call from some bloke from the great tip-off. I'm like, oh, yeah, hello. And he goes, oh, is that Zach? I'm like, yeah, mate. And he goes, um, look, just letting you know, you finished the monthly leaderboard at second. You've won 500 bucks or something or 250 bucks. I went... Oh, yes, I saw your back saying you're 70s, man. Can you tell me about it? I went, oh, fuck. Is he, is he, he's, actually, he's actually interviewing me here. So I'm like literally like clutching at straws here. I'm like, yeah, oh, I was just, talking yeah, to Spun a Young, big time. Yeah. I was actually talking to a friend. Like to the trial. Yeah, I was talking to a friend up at Mining Queensland. We both sort of liked it. Went to the Doom and Jump House, yeah. God, checked yeah. it out. So they pretty, got the times wrong on the yeah. website. So it's pretty funny. My so ratings <laughs> had it going uh, peaking on, uh, yeah. So I ended up getting, I ended up getting like, Whatever it was, a couple hundred bucks deposited in my thing. So obviously, I say, I say, I'll put some tips out to see if it would work. And like four people bought them or something, like 10 bucks, I think, like $40 or whatever. Stopped doing it, I got over it pretty quick, quickly because the I ATO was, came knocking on your door. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, anyway, yeah. it's a fucking. Well, they it? saw through you as well. <laughs> yeah, they saw through me that I was just like backing 70s and stuff and just seeing if it could bang off one more. Like, just look like I was a genius, like backing things at big odds. Those anyway. poor four people. Yeah, well, bad luck. Anyway, I think they actually did it. They did, they did it right, but I was. Anyway. I've that, been trying to find another little squatty spirit ever since, for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's. there's yeah, look, just back the wrong with Shiny and you'll do it. Um, Talk, I want to talk about like best wins throughout the spring and anything you're sort of happy with. Uh, Tom notoriously has something every two weeks where he sends us, doesn't he, saying at 20s or whatever. Surely we start um, with Manzois off, off the back of the Yokes chat, don't we? So I can I can touch on Manzois and yeah. look, I'm and I've now said he's, it. Now yeah. he's playing. Oh, I can touch on it. No, yeah. but I'm I'm I've been very open since day one that it wasn't my mail, wasn't my tips, no nothing. Stand by the trumpets. So I'm not going to. I'm still not going to mention who it was, but they were balls deep on. Man's voice, and I didn't understand why. I often used to get futures texts like back this thing, back this thing, and whatever. Jack and O was one of his two in the Golden Rose, and he randomly sent me this thing. Man's voice run running the spring champion. To me, it was a nothing. And he's like, "Hey, mate, futures bet. My biggest bet of the spring. Backed it at sixties, fifties, forties, thirties, whatever, right?" And he goes, "Spring champion was an absolute perfect thing. I've gone again." I'm like, I "Just have to be on." Like, I just have to be on, whatever. And I'm pretty sure Tommy said, like, Duff and those boys at Sky liked it as well. Anyway, comes the day, I've had a couple of hundred at 30s, had here and there little bits. I also had a fucking $50 bet on a Bedar account, which my partner is also open to do the $10 bets and all the sport and everything. And she got, a deposit, she got a deposit match, so I has, uh, said, put 100 in or whatever. So we did all those. And then that morning I went, fuck, you know, I'm... Should have another fifty on man's. Yeah, just why in not? Case, yeah. So it was like thirty-one dollars again. It's like that would be good. So backed it with Sportsbet on the first one. They paid out pretty much straight away. Happy days. And then I kept like looking at my other account. It's just not going. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Then looked at my pending bets, and it wasn't there. I'm like, hang on, they've stung me. You heard stories about better already. Like they stung me here for fifteen hundred. Bets just disappeared. So I logged back and I went, hang on, I better check. Log into her account, and there's fifteen hundred and something dollars in. I'm like, no. Fuck. Off like fifty dollars, man. Maybe we would have put like fiver on, like ten for or something. But fuck, because I'd, I'd also, I'd also deleted the app from her phone straight away. The, the worst thing is that I also, with her bonus cash, would have put fifteen on. My, I'll put fifteen, so so you can sweat this with me. But I've also put fifty on it, so she had sixty-five on. It. <laughs> <laughs> How much did you say? Anything? No, zero. <laughs> Six. Happy birthday. Couldn't have to do a better bike. So dirty about it. Um, but anyway, man's always crack and win. Um. Great. It was a to run down. In, even my work, everyone was frothing James McDonald, and he was on sharp and smart. And 
to be honest, and I really like when someone can do the form and be that confident, like what this guy done and sent me all this stuff and to see it and then called him on the way home and go, explain. And he wasn't even happy. Do you know what I mean? Like, give me some emotion. He's like, oh, on to the next, already doing the form for fucking <laughs> Tuesday or something. I'm like, this kind of guy just doesn't, he's like, oh, man, if I win five bucks, I win five grand, it doesn't mean anything. It's, as long it's, as the system's working and stuff. I'm it's like, all in hindsight, but we, we look at White Marlin because it ran second to White Marlin. Crack and win. And well. then it, out comes wins the, uh, the yeah. Lexus on the Saturday. Yeah, so massive win that too. Huge. Yeah, huge. No, Macca's run. Yeah. 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 Macca's run? Yeah, that, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was well, like, yeah, I'm hungry. If well, yeah. Now? Look at the price of it in the Did cup. Did they do next white marlin there? Yeah. <laughs> Fillet of fish? Outright favourite in the cup next year, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Could, oh. be a, could be a cracking cup next year. Just just have a look at the. I'd love to see him send and a few others. We spoke about the Queen Elizabeth. Hitotsu will look. Probably go to the cup next I, year. I heard Kieran Ma get asked about Hitotsu, how he's doing. And Solcom. He, yeah, he Solcom. said he was back in and Kieran Ma had a smile on his face. Yeah. So, Francesco uh, Guardi. Cracking win. Oh. Yeah. It'll go to the cup, you yeah. think, next yeah. year? Yeah. Could be a massive cup. They, Plus any internationals that come. It's, it's a shame they didn't nom. Uh, this year, yeah. Because from all reports from the yeah. connections, it just sounded like they didn't know. It. Like They knew the horse was talented, but it just kept winning. But like, it, it should have got in, in on that run yeah. before well, where it, it fell over yeah. and still came second. second. And what? In, in its run before it yeah. won, it clipped heels at the back, stumbled, the jockeys almost touched the ground last, and he's come round and come second. How good. And, like, I mean, yeah, it's going to be... They think it's proper. Like, it yeah. should have... It would have been competitive this year. And that, yeah. that was the race to get you into the cup too. So if yeah. it hadn't stumbled, so it, it would have won that and got if, in the cup. If they'd the paid like a late nom, yeah. would it have made the field? Because I heard that they were like protecting him to save it for like later days. But like if you get a chance to run in the Melbourne Cup, you yeah. run in the Melbourne Cup, surely. I think it would have made it in ratings. I mean, yeah. that's my, my guess. Um, and everything, I mean, it's... It's all hindsight kind of stuff, but like Luna Flair obviously got scratched in the morning of, and Luna Flair won the Bart Cummings and got into yeah, the yeah. into the race. So it could have been something if it did run. And Graham Beggs just had an awful couple of weeks, to be absolutely honest. Poor bastard. I want to ask about the Manicato. So Manicato won by Bellinid Bettina, probably not the normal... On speed sort of horse. It was a fucking huge win. Willow just rode this thing a peach on the inside, and I actually went on the Friday night, which didn't get, it didn't end up happening. Do you know what I mean? So this is fuck. So I am playing poker at Crown, doing well, mind you. I thought I should go. I'm down in Melbourne, supposed to be there. So I thought I'll get in the car, I'll drive to Mooney Valley. No idea where it is. A new rain was forecast. By the time <laughs> I'm, I'm like five minutes from the track, it starts pissing down with like lightning and shit. I'm like, oh. So I park, I don't know if you've ever been to Mooney Valley, but you've got to park. It's similar to when you park in the middle of Ramwick. It's a fucking long walk. So I park in the like, middle of a paddock, in the middle of mud and shit. Walk all the way there, getting wet. Go in, they've delayed it half hour. I'm like, fuck, I'll, wait, I'll wait half Cheer. hour. Then they go, we'll delay it another half hour. I'm like, oh, for fuck. Me and I go, I'm going. Enjoy I just go, I'll go. I'm like, they've kept laying. It was pissing down. There was lightning as if it was going to happen. Oh, so I start walking towards the exit and they go, Matt Hill comes on thing. He goes, we're going around the Manicato. That's it. I'm like, sweet. All right, I'll go. People start walking down. You know, it's like everyone's pissed and there's rain. There's fucking dudes like sliding through the grass, yeah. fighting security yards and shit. Classic. It's good stuff. So I go to the fence. I'm like, I'll get a good spot, at least for the one race that I'm here for. And they start coming out like paraded or whatever. And if you watch it on telly, 
the biggest lightning strike and yeah. thunder I've ever ever Coles seen. Went out on the t- on the broadcast it, and everything. The lightning hit a thing in the middle of the track, and this massive fireball went up. Everyone went. Whoa. It's amazing. No horses. Um, I mean, they got spooked slightly, but um, they were hurt. Yeah, like it was cool and gutter. Was it cool and gutter? Yeah, it was cool and gutter. Yeah, yeah. So even they, um, Pallali as well. Yeah. yeah. So they turned around and went in, and when I say heavens opened, it pissed down. Everyone sort of starts doing, do we fuck around? I make the bolt to my car. It's a, I swear to God, it's like a good kilometre. So when you're in like a suit and boots and pissing down, yeah. oh, I am soaked, like <laughs> soaked. They've got this dude Sweat next to me or? running with this chick and she's like carrying her heels. You know what it's like? Pissing out. And all I'm thinking, like, I'm running to a fucking hire car. I've got no towel. I'm fucking dirty and like wet and shit. It was just the pits. I didn't see one race. <laughs> I went there and didn't see a race. Chris O and I were at the, uh, the stage. We yeah, we were at the stage and we, we were just chuck like, we were just. Another beer. Yeah. <laughs> we were just laughing because we were like, oh, yeah, we'll stick around for the Manicardo to be run and then we'll bolt because I think yeah I had work the next morning whatever the hell and then we knew that you were landing in <laughs> Mooney Valley literally just for Manicato so dumb and then they just kept pushing it back pushing it back I thought what was fun was Geelong like that was yeah. more of a if you picture it more like a um, it's a country a big, cups right bigger version of a Canterbury Friday night yep. twilight Food stalls, fuck shit going on. It was. It's I've always wanted there. to go to that meeting. It's that fun. It, then, and the been Ballarat on, Cup meeting. As yeah, well. I'd like to do that. Um, but an emissary, I fucking because it won there, I was backed it for the cup. Thought it was going to yeah. win too. Thought it was going to run down gold trip. Um, but yeah, Bella Nipotina, cracker of a ride. Think she would have done uh, well in an Everest compared to a couple other really? ones as well. I agree. Did she I? she loves Valley, but I think. Um, she would have been better than a few others in that Everest. How old is she? Have we seen her best? Maybe next season's her thing. Maybe we'll see her next year. She is five, so, you know, she's got time up her sleeve. Just with that as well, do you reckon we see Eddie and Nature Strip in the next Everest? I think we do. Uh, I don't know about Eddie, I don't think but... Eddie. Um, Eduardo won't. Nature Strip... Who's... Who, Marzu's in, isn't it, already? Yeah. Marzu's Marzu's the horse, yeah. 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 I think we'll see we'll Nature see Strip. I, yeah. yeah, I don't think it'll win, but I think we'll see You don't him. reckon? I think, like, it's not... I'm not... I reckon we might see him retire after the TJ. Yeah. If he wins. Either way. Yeah, maybe either way. Would it be a record betting four? Four Pete. So that's that's pretty enormous. It would it would be pretty good to see him go out on top like that. Some gun three year old sprinters coming through, the sprinting ranks. That's probably one of the things we haven't spoken about. The two year olds probably underperformed because of all the wet Mm. that that season, but they've really made up for it and, and they were had a good Spring the three year olds because I think the the late season three year olds have been better yeah than yeah. the early season three year olds that we saw as two year olds last who's been season. your favourite do you reckon they've do you reckon they've exceeded expectation like they've won a bunch Geeky kick won the Everest like I think they've, they have they've, they've, they Look, must have you've yeah. got in secret in secret and yeah. Zoo gotcha like I think they're Jack huge Jack Jack and yeah. Jack and O is good Jack and O is good uh, like even she's extreme she won the Oaks finally and started as a sprinter I reckon even Fireburn we. Didn't see enough oh. of, and I still think he was going pretty well. Good memory. I had massive overs on Fireburn. Yeah, you did. Um, ice Bath. You tipped Ice Bath, and Ice Bath has been one of those horses that, um, like I said, I'm Thunderstruck, deserved, just always deserved a fun group one, this horse. Like, to me, it just missed out on... Who, when did it, when it lost to Colette, what race was that? Was that it the... It was the Golden Eagle. Yeah, was so Golden missing Eagle? out on a $7.5 million race, right? So, Tommy, you put Ice Bath on top. Two, two weeks ago, whatever it paid. $10, hadn't won a group race. It's, to me, Brad Widdup seems like a legend, never spoken to him, don't know him, seems like the man. 
What do you make of Ice Bar? Yeah, well, it hadn't won a race in a year either. It won the first invitation. Mm. And then he said it was flying and had those really couple of good runs early on uh, this prep. And then favourite in a... Uh, in a Epsom with McDonald on, yeah. yep. ran a bit disappointing, very disappointing in the invitation. But I thought last year it went the invitation, that win, and then it went to, I think it was the mile race, and rocketed home for second. And I just remember that short back up from that invitation race and just still flying down in down in Melbourne. I thought Flemington, nice track for her. And Willow steered her perfectly, went the shortest way home up the rail mm. and... And it got it done, so um, I was definitely on, deserved it. Yeah, I was on Merivision. Were you really? Thirties <laughs> summed up my Flemington Carnival. It's made Fuck five million bucks. Has it really? So okay, it's well made over five. It's a mass. I mean, the invitation obviously helped because that's a yeah high stake. And on top of that, like she's a multiple group one. Yeah, place get it before mm. this. You might even think she might go to a Queen of the Turf, and that could be it for her. Yeah, I Fuck, mean, she's only six she'd though. Go throw yeah. Kids. Well, now she's got a group one, and yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the connections have been desperate for it, haven't they? Like, yeah. It's, it's the only shame to date is, I think I was listening on the live broadcast, Brad Whittup was sick, so he could only oh, yeah, attend yeah. Rose Hill yeah, and couldn't travel with the horse. So the first group one, and only group one win that he's, because that's his first ever group one, isn't it? Yep. Um, he couldn't be down trackside in Flemington. Game, it? yeah. It's a cruel game. He wasn't even at Rose Hill. He went home early. Oh, God. So yeah. there you go. So he would have been watching he it from He started home. at Rose Hill and, yeah, went home and... Listened to yeah. it on the radio. Missed what, the jump. What do you... um? How do you rate William Pike's spring in Sydney? Ordinary. Yeah. Tommy's not very... Not used no, I was to just thinking because... on people. But I was going to say winter, he went well with... um. Uh, she's a belter and David Van Dyke's Gypsy Goddess, Gypsy yeah. Goddess, yeah. and had a had a couple of good winter rides, but we didn't really see them till the end of the carnival, and they were two two decent rides, but we didn't, yeah, we didn't see him um, perform on some Hawks horses that we really thought were going to run well. So, yeah, definitely disappointing, but I think it's the nature of the Sydney Jockeys Room. We're talking last week about Reese Jones, but. You've seen McDonald and Nash back and just so many jockeys flying at the moment. Our apprentices, yeah. Dylan and Zach Lloyd. Zach Lloyd, for Tyler example. Tyler is absolutely we've talked, low yeah, flying. Tyler, I just want to mention Zach Lloyd, but we've talked about Dylan carving um, Schiller as well. But Zach Lloyd is someone I don't know a heap about. But he's hey, even getting like rides so with like elephants. Yeah. So he's a, anyone that doesn't know, what's his old man? Jeff Lloyd, yep. um, veteran of the fucking Gold Coast and Queensland racing and whatever. Um, there's a, another brother, is it Jaden? Jaden rides so, up at Queensland. Yeah, so Zach Lloyd's yeah. carving. So Zach's going to be. We've got these other apprentices that are coming through. Yes, you've got your J Max, Jason Collett, National, Lemon, Tommy, and stuff. Yeah. But well, I think Zach's going to have that three kilo for yeah. a bit longer. Yeah. So, um, I think the apprentice leadership's changed a couple of times the last hundred percent few weeks. So, so t- yeah. Tyler got the w- the win in the Cosy A. Yes. Can you bet on, on it? Crack and win. I think you can. You can bet on the winner of the jockey. So I, I, I don't see, see why you can't apprentice. Yeah. yeah. But looking at Zach's last 100, right? So Zach's last 100, uh, 21 wins, at, so 21% win rate, and then he's got a 53% place rate. So, and his ROI is 30%. That's huge. I don't, he, I don't think we can call him Zach. I know that's his name. <laughs> yeah, I know. Already well, he can Zach. be Zachary. Yeah, well, he's got to be Lloydie. Winning Lloydie, yeah, Lloydie. Lloydie, straight up Lloydie. Um, just going back to Pike, though, Brett Kavanagh tweeted when he first came over here that he wouldn't be in the top 13 Sydney jockeys going round. Is Pike in the top 13 Sydney jockeys? Standby. Nah. Standby caller. Well, I don't think he's done anything 
out of the ordinary. Like, he was never going to get the rides, quality of ride here that he was getting WA. Actually, Obviously, it's a deeper room here. I think he's probably been about expectations. I just really, don't think he's had the had the, the vigour that Sydney jocks up. Even some of the female jocks we have, some of the stuff he wouldn't even take the things. When I listen to, like proper analysts and pro partners or whatever and listen to read the things about him that he wasn't doing things that the other jocks would have I know they're not not trying to be dangerous and shit but maybe his money's gone to his head is that what you're saying Zach? Well, no, no. I like mean, that's what you're lucky saying Perth he just gets to get on the good horse get to the back cruise loop him around and run down the outside so Metro current standings in Sydney he does fall under the 13 he is 12th but his strike rate is 7.6%. Yeah. yeah. I can see that list. I'd take all three of those blokes below him. Above, Who are they? Above him. Sammy Clippard and Nash and Jason Collard are below him. What? I'd take all three of them over, I would, over Nash has been suspended a fair bit. <laughs> um, I, I'm not going to lie. Enjoys it. Uh, Leave Nash alone. Jason. He's has, flying as well. You won three on the weekend. Well, but saying that, Jason. Had to get the, married. Metro standpoint, he's only at 6%. Maybe, wow. maybe the fact that he's been with the Hawks is, has gone against him because they're... I think, yeah, they they're, off, they're, they're off the boil they're, big they're time. Not, they have not had a good spring. No, but they stuck by him. They brushed Tommy a few times for some of his rides. Yeah. yeah. Mask Crusader and shit. But yeah. the, only one jockey can win every race and we've got right. so many good... Is that how it worked? Apparently. <laughs> Unless it's the Epson. I um, yeah, going to a little name drop actually. Not to you blokes at all. It's unusual. You've had Tommy on this podcast. Yep. Not Never when I've been on. I met him properly the other day. He is... I was he was I was blown away by what a good you bloke so he was. You were so rapt. I, I yeah, I'm, like yeah. a little, I'm a little crush on him. Well, we had him on the other day, and he said he didn't like you. He <laughs> wouldn't know who I am. He would have zero idea who I, I am. Had this pain in the ass that was like following this other lady around. So, top five Sydney jockeys right now: James, James, obvious, Hugh, uh, Hugh, Quinn Young, uh, Ellen <laughs> Hennessy. Who, who can we can we chuck around? Tommy man? Berry. Tommy Berry's third. Is Clippo there? No, so Clippo's yeah, way down. Did you not listen to? Oh yeah, he's twelfth, thirteenth. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a random. The, one to the chuck other in two there. are apprentices. Schiller, Tyler yep. Schiller. Yep. Dylan. Yep. Glenn. <laughs> Glenn is not on the list. Chad is that's oh, very cool. Chad's on the list. That's for oh, Chad. Chad is barely on the list. He's got three winners. Can in Can you Metro. go through top ten there? Top ten. Top ten. We've got J Mac on twenty nine victories. Uh, Huey on twenty three and a half. Tommy on eighteen. Tyler on eighteen. Dylan on fifteen. Rachel King on fourteen. Zach Lloyd on fourteen. TC on thirteen. Top guy. Brenton Abdullah on eleven and a half. It's pretty deep. It's pretty deep. Right? And it's cracking room, mate. Karen and Jay, uh, I, I put up a thing on the stories the other day about, I can't who the, who was it? Gareth was on SEN talking to ex-jockey, someone about the depth of the Melbourne and the yeah. Sydney room. He, this bloke swore by Melbourne. I'm like, fuck, please. I reckon, I'd be, I'd reckon depth-wise Melbourne is probably better. You look at Daniel Stackhouse and Josh Parr riding in New Zealand the other day as well, and J- Daniel Stackhouse rode the first three winners. Um, yeah, he won three in a row, didn't he? Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty like I'm looking at the. Uh, this is only rankings per se, but like you know, obviously you've got Jamie Carr and Willow and Damian Lane at the top of the tree. Then you got someone like J Mac. That's you know we've mentioned how he's been flying yeah, this carnival. Yeah. He doesn't count. Yeah. You got Zara Shin Mick D, who's been killing it as well. Uh, Dolly, Benny Mellon, Luke Nolan. And, you know, like, that—that that is a pretty stacked room. It's deeper. Melbourne's deeper. Sydney's top heavier. James Winks was the jock that said that. Right. Yeah, right. James Winks. Please get out of here. <laughs> Can we 
Come Get on, mate. Here, he mate. wouldn't be biased at all, would he? <laughs> God, please. Um, oh. All right. Uh, let's. What do we got? The cup. The cup. So, did anyone win on the cup? I was giving Gold Trip nothing. I did first fours, trifectas, massive quaddy, and I had Gold Trip in zero. Put it in for third, maybe in a first four or something. I backed it as a saver, and it probably covered my cup bets because nice. Mick Wallace tipped it. Did he? And he's tipped the last four in a row or something. Oh, Has he really? Yeah. Something, something ridiculous. Before the race? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he got... <laughs> I think he, last year, he had... He put out five numbers and he had the top four. Yeah, right. He's, he's quite remarkable. Uh, but he's notorious for just fucking finding some at odds and then getting a promo done, isn't he? Gold trip. He was remarkable in the Caulfield Cup. But I think we all kind of... Took a step back with him because he was going to be the top weight carrying 57 and a half in this 3,200 metre contest. I mean, in terms of like his leg work before that, so the Caulfield Cup second was huge uh, behind Durston. But then what did he run in? Did you run oh, in? Co- Cox Plate? Yeah, he ran the Cox Plate, Plate. came like 10th or something. Yeah. But that, once again, that form line's starting to take shape as well. Like a lot of these horses normally wouldn't go Cox Plate into. Melbourne Cup, so it's a changing environment, and like trainers are willing to put that extra run in. Mm. And like that Cox Plate field was red hot, right? Like yeah, it, huge, it yeah. was a massive field with El Bodegon being the international flavor of the month, and Animo and Moanga and the likes filling the other space like positions. Um, and I think well, I don't know. We 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 just thought that run was a little bit flat. Yeah, and Ma is very. Um Stat and science heavy on the way he trains his horses as well. And it was a very yep. late decision for Gold Trip to go to that Cox Plate. And maybe it was just Needing an extra, extra thought, run, an extra yeah. run, yeah. You, you mentioned the weight thing. It's like at least in a race like the Melbourne Cup, when they're carrying weight, you know they've got the class to back it up. Of course. Whereas half the field are carrying 50, 52, and, you, and, you, and they don't have that class factor. At least he's... And yeah. I but guess did you know that? Because it had one win. Yeah, that's right too. Yeah, but in some amazing races in it's Europe, true. the, the thing that I went away from leading into the cup was should have won the Corfu Cup, but couldn't win. And oh, I'm not a Zara man personally, and and I had to see it first. I I, had a, I didn't win on the Melbourne Cup. And and, and a weird one is like Tommy will know we, we've got a shit kicker running around <laughs> at the moment, and the next run we're having. Is not to say it's not to say that it is the, the same price. horse or the whatever else, but the tactics are similar in the sense that it uh, the first up run we had was over fourteen hundred. We're stepping back in trip so we can try and chase horses and make it relax in the run, opposed to stepping it up in trip. Mm. So Gold Trip did more or less the same thing. In going for a Caulfield Cup, which was 2,400 metres, a mile and a half, into 2,000 metres, toughest 2,000 metres going around for, at weight for age. And then going, now he's got all this mileage under his legs. Let's send him into 3,200 metres. Are you saying we're a chance for a Melbourne Cup? Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> you might be a chance. But like that second, so we've got two, two runs planned, one being at Queanbeyan, hopefully over 1,200. And then off the back of that, it's a short two weeks into a mile race. Mm. So... It's like at, a method at of... At an ma- undisclosed location? Yeah. You're not allowed to tell anyone where it's running. I can. Picnics. Yeah, follow <laughs> Coey on the um, 
Great tip off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ten bucks. Subs- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll subscribe to get that tip. Um, I, I know what you're saying though, and like it's yeah. I mean, like real, it's it, it's like genius in hindsight. Like it happened last year as well. I guess one, they, one they went back up in trip, down in trip, and then up in trip again. So like I guess it. Someone like here in Mark. Mate, how often did Bart do it? Yes. Just, he'd run it yeah. on the Saturday before. Yeah. birthday today. Really? 95 he would have been. That's it. Uh, uh-huh. birthday, Bart. I think it was 11 out of his 12 That's right. cup wins. He ran them on the Saturday before the Melbourne Cup. You got a bottle of red somewhere? We can have it on our Bart. Yeah. Uh, no, you enjoy your peroni. <laughs> <laughs> joking, mate. I've got a good Bart story. Um, mate of mine owned some horses with him. Um, he. How much was, cash does he have? Yeah, plenty. He owned um, plenty. Empire's Choice, won a Queensland Cup, right. oh, Stratty, something. Anyways, went, uh, this mate of mine was visiting a friend in hospital uh, at the same time Bart was in hospital. So he goes, oh, I'll walk past Bart and, you know, just see him, whatever. He goes, yeah, walked into the room, he goes, get a Bart, like, and Empire's Choice with the uh, introduced himself. Like, he goes, yeah, I don't know who you are. Of course, mate. Yeah, sit down. They had a chat. He goes, oh, mate, I've got a bottle of red here. Um, let's let's have a glass. So Bart opens a bottle of red. It was like a fucking bottle of Grange or mm. something sitting in his hospital room. <laughs> and they've sit there, polished the whole bottle off. And he's like, my mate's like, I've got to go. Like, I've got I've got my wife down the road. I've got to <laughs> fucking take home. He's like, oh, I've got another one here. Let's just open this. Let's crack so this. Just sitting in just hospital. In hospital. Just having a yarn, having yeah. a chat. Knocking off two bottles of grain. Imagine just getting. Oh yeah, what, do you need anything in your hospital room, Bart? Yeah, just another <laughs> bottle, thanks. A couple of grain. Just, just, it did win a Queensland Derby. There you go. Yeah. What I'd like to do for just have a, a bottle of wine with Bart. Yeah, would be mate. A cracker. How, imagine some of the sh- stories they would have been saying that that day, like the shit they would have been shooting. Like, fuck. Um, I'm stuck here with you three. I was telling the boys. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling the boys. I watched something today, as you do at work. Um, it was fans. called 19... <laughs> yeah, Libby. Um, <laughs> you still subscribe to that, Tommy? <laughs> um, He's gone red, too. <laughs> so, I don't know if you, ever, if you care or whatever, but I, it came up on YouTube. It was 1997. It was called The Gambler's Story, but it was all about bookies at Ramwick. And it was all about Bartholomew um, yeah, getting his lot. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. It's like a half hour little done yeah. thing done by like ABC or something. Yeah. Cracking little yeah, thing done. Like it was yeah. so interesting. What How's about that bookies ring now? Like, but he was like, have you, in the middle of it, he's trying to get his license. But he, in the middle of it, he's like taking them to the evangelical church. So he's like born again Christian, full on there. And then he's trying to talk to him about becoming a bookie and gambling heaps and stuff. He's like, it doesn't say anything like that in the Bible. It's sweet ass. And then he's like, they yeah, came his I mean, first day at the track and he's doing ass. And he's like, as long as this thing doesn't win, wins. He's like, fuck. It's a cracking thing. Yeah. I don't know, it's, it's a good watch. It's yeah. a good watch. It was half an hour worth or whatever. It was, it was really interesting compared to what every online bookie we have now. That was so cool. I would have loved to have been... Bloody 20 then. He's definitely not a born-again Christian as well. I've, I've worked with him. He's, he's, what's, his, um, what's his first name? Is it... Sean. And then their brother's King? Kingsley. Kingsley, yeah. And he's part of that Wolf Den thing or something. If you see that, I've been watching yeah. a few of their stuff recently. Um, all right, what have we missed? Anything in anything over spring? Tommy, got any any anything you want to shout out? Any people, any punters, any horses? You got yeah. any horses going around? Um... No, nothing I can really think of apart from the one Coe's mentioned. But uh, no, we have, might have one Ramones trialing soon that should go all right. But yeah, no, it's been a been a good good carnival. Probably Ice Bath was the best win. Yep. Um, 
And I fell over Lana to the winner bottom. Yeah. I reckon. Yeah, a bit of Perth racing coming out, which yeah. we might do later in the week or something, but I'd like a bit of Perth. You're going to Perth? My hometown? Uh, yeah, I think maybe just for the winner bottom. But yep. um, yeah, Kembla this week and maybe something each way on Kiss Some. Kiss Some. Ooh. Chris, you had a pretty good spring bar the Flemington Carnival. Yeah, I mate, I enjoyed the Flemington Carnival. I probably didn't turn a profit. Well, I definitely didn't turn a profit in the prep Flemington Carnival. But I just having that full spring carnival atmosphere vibe back was mm. epic. So, I, mate, I loved every minute of it. Um, yeah, my best win was probably Alligator Blood. I like um, it, mate. When you when you putting things on top, best of the day, eight bucks. It was up against Stars, where it was third or fourth in betting or whatever. Horse called Cracker. Midwest got beat <sighs> in at Cranbourne. Should I tell them what the you boys? You can. I'm about to say it. Yeah, it got beat thinks, at Cranbourne. Mid- I think it's the next. I think it's the next nature strip. Nature strip. I think in this time <laughs> next year we'll be talking about. There's my, in, quote, there's my quote card. Give me yeah, a good one. Yeah, he'll Mid- be racing in the Everest next year. Are you, is my cash, prediction. are you getting cash for comments for from Rosemont Stud or? Nah, Sam Friedman though. I'm yeah, pocket, sweet, yeah. sweet. Yeah. No, that works. So nah, look, I just you're running the Everest next year, I reckon. I mean, I'm, it's got to improve. But oh, you just said that. Was, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping it continues on that tra- trajectory. So if anyone, it's not in there at the moment, but if anyone wants to have a have a bet, you can request it. Oh, request the mod, then, eh? I'd say Chris has um, actually just pushed this horse. I mean, uh, saying that, I'd take Midwest over a couple of the horses that probably ran in the Everest this year, so... You know. always got my back. No, no, fucking I, I, can make, I can make a case for it. Go on. Like as in it was it <laughs> He's got to improve it, He's got to improve, improve. But he's, yeah, he's, he's got to win he's, a couple Three year old He's showing some some signs That he could be He could be good He, he could be Like yeah, like I mean Joyful Fortune Actually came out and won again Which mm. was actually Surprising to me But I'd say that He could probably beat that Yeah overpass Horses like that I think it, It'd be very competitive against Long way to go yep. Highlight for spring Any Any major win uh, I, had, I did have some good wins along the way, but I had some stinkers along the way as well. So as you do, I think profitable. Yeah, overall, I think um, for the most part, I'd probably one of the busiest springs that I've done in a while in terms of punting my little heart away. <laughs> I, I, it's the second year that I've ev- only ever um, done the tallied your bets. Do you know what I mean? Like I yeah. did it last spring. Didn't do it any other autumn throughout the year, but I did it last spring. Did you have to get an abacus out? Like, I mean, that's a lot of bets. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's an Excel spreadsheet, but it's pretty detailed. But you got too much time on your hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. But it's it's a weird thing to do. You know the bookie, the, like they have to do it for you now. But you they know what send you a, yeah. like, they literally... They stop doing it. It kind of stops you from doing dumb shit if you know what I mean like you, if you if you tally up some of the stuff you do what do you mean like, you're not betting at Vile at yeah. 12 o'clock at you night you it's not going to rain tomorrow you see some <laughs> of the bets I put on at like 4 o'clock in the morning but as the NFL was about to start remember the weather Monday bets morning. the weather oh, bets yeah during COVID bet. we were doing podcasts on what the weather's going to be like throughout the year <laughs> when racing was off you'd multi the um, five cities into each other <laughs> you just do an over under temperature und- unders on rain yeah. every day oh and temperature New Year's Day temperature I do remember proper sick betting yeah I'm in. That was middle of middle of COVID when they were like all stopped racing. We we're like, what can we do? And there was literally Lithuanian basketball. We we're trying to like do some yeah. form on. Good stuff. Probably some Russian ping pong, and you know, doesn't actually exist. Yeah, w- WWE. Just hoping for it. Was that twelve? I got that twelve dollar winner on that WWE. <laughs> That's right. We did a WWE yeah. podcast. There was nothing on. It was like WrestleMania or something. <laughs> got Nick, got Nick Vuko on to yeah. like talk preview it with us. Literally have fucking no idea. Yeah, good. Oh, it was cracker. It was good. 
All right. Well, that spring, I'm glad it was profitable. It's annoying that we all sort of work in the industry and we have to don't really get to experience it as much. But at least me and Kelly oh, got yeah. to go in, go in there. On, but is it? On the we also it? get to experience things that other people don't, and we get the awesome part of it as well. Well, I do think that too. Like a lot of our job is watching racing and looking at odds and form and doing that stuff. That's the good stuff. But the weekend stuff is not. Don't the think ideal. it's so actually Chris doesn't work yeah. weekends except when you went to freelance some stuff. I worked every Saturday during this carnival. <laughs> I literally worked. freelancing for <laughs> someone else. What does that not count as work? No, that's just you wanting extra dosh. <laughs> what? That's not your job, right? I was working. There we I go. wasn't doing it for the money. Well, I school teach on a Wednesday, I guess. I'm just doing it for the love of it. Yeah, you like kids, you yeah, like, yeah. Sounded a bit sus. Oh shit! Is this doing a gambling talk to actually soon? Um, all right. Well, good stuff. Thank you for joining. Um, we now go into Perth. Then it's Chrissy, and then it's a bit of Queensland stuff. What are we pointing at? Hope in your heart. I want hope in your heart. I'm pointing at rustic steel. He's pointing at rustic steel, and Tommy's pointing at kiss some down the bottom. So for the gong. Yeah, like I. So James is not got it. Who's, who took James's yeah. ride? I don't know. Do we know yet? Who's going to take old flame? No idea, to be honest. Brutality, brutality. Jamie rode it in that. She sorted it in Melbourne, but she's not going to come to Kembla. No, Surely no, not. Not come to Kembla. Um, She'd fit in with the crowd at Kembla too. What does that mean? I don't know. Just. A <laughs> Know, the crowd would love her. Wollongong. Uh, in. Woo- a lot of Airbnbs yeah. down there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Nah, mate. Um, <laughs> leave me out of that. All right. So we got Gong, then we go to Perth, then it's Magic Million and stuff, and then we hurry up and get to Autumn because that's we've got sort the, of we've what got I the, care more for. We've got the well, Villiers slash the Ingham nowadays in a couple of weeks. See if you can have a few weeks off in between. Yeah. Well, I guess. I think the good that is a pretty Anyone? good thing. Well, you try and have a month. Yeah, Christmas Day off. But it? but at the same time, it's we've got four metro meetings in eight days after Chrissy. We go to a Canterbury night at some point. I think we have so oh, far, but yeah. Should we talk Christmas party as well? We were trying to figure out a time. So we mentioned this on a podcast. We want to do a little Chrissy party for us. Um, we did mention races, then we just said we could just go to a pub locally and just get drinking, <laughs> drinking bet, which is a yeah. bit easier than getting to. You really don't want to cross Hill. that bridge, do you? The right. narrow bridge. <laughs> you have no idea how hard it is to get to North Sydney every day these days. It's fucking tough work, mate. Um, but like we need to figure in a out car a, and driving. We need to figure out a date. Um, if anyone wants to join, and you are probably in the area of the Northern Beaches or close, because it'll end up probably just being in Manly or DY Casino. Because from my under- Belrose Hotel, where Cody's like <laughs> repping the shirt. Right I've got now. the shirt right Belrose yeah, Hotel. Nice. I was wondering what that was. I've got Narrabeen Sands always as well. Um, but Tommy's busy for a couple of weeks, so I think the best day is going to be the seventeenth of Works. December. That's a long way, but yeah, I'm okay. Oh, you're in Scone that week. Hello, you're always away. What Wait. dates are you not away? Second. What's the second and the third weekend? Well, no. Oh, I'm going. I'm away. That I'm going. Oh, to Cooper picnics on the Let's second. I might line. have to cut this off. I'll cut this out of the podcast. <laughs> so we're going to right, thank Nowra you. Nowra race meet in that weekend. Nowra. Yeah. What Nowra. about a bit of Gundagai? Do we want Gundagai then? That's just near Shotterman, isn't it? <laughs> Thanks, boys. out wider. They've got to Fujita Sand at the 250. Pericles Muramasa, sharp and smart. And Mr. Maestro with Manzois, who's coming home hard. Sharp and smart with 100 metres to go. Let a length and a half to Manzois, who's trying hard. Sharp and smart. Tyreek Manzois is wearing it down. Coming hard and won the derby. Manzois from sharp and smart.